Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are back with the most greatest, I know the English word on that, but the greatest show known to man, the What's Good America podcast that's live on Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Facebook, and all that good stuff. All right. I'm C. Turner. That's Big Game James. <laughs> that's the shortest intro in the history of this show. What's good America? <laughs> <laughs> Get into it. Well, one of us is gonna go ahead and screw ball. This might be one of the last times we pub you. Cause we I mean, look, I've already been in talks with another company, and at least they, you know, they really appreciate us and we appreciate you, Screwball. We're not gonna stop drinking you, but it might be time to move on. But so wow. this is great, this is the great night to do it. Holla at your boy, Chris. <sighs> All right. So for those of you, fuck it, man. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not filtering nothing. It is what it is. Listen, I've had a shitty week of football, all right? <laughs> so my – all of my alma maters, it's just – so Ed White High School uh, played against Mandarin High School, and, and they lost, which the Mandarin game is always a big game. It's a conference game. Uh it hurts. That, that game hurts itself. And then Saturday, the greatest college football institution lost to Texas A&M at A&M, which first and foremost, all shout out to all my friends who went to A&M who decided that that's when they wanted to reach back out. But whatever. So shout out to Texas A&M on, on, on beating the number one team in the country. And they deserved it. There was no cheating going on. I can't call Illuminati or no bullshit on that. Like, hey, they pulled it out. They fought all game long. And even when Pete Golding pulled his head out of his ass and decided to try to stop the run, we still we still lost. So fire Pete Golding. Anyway, uh, and then on Sunday, as expected, because like I knew, I mean, there was no way in hell we were going to beat the damn Bucks. So we got beat. Like, we got washed. Against Tom Brady, like it, well, you know whose fault that is. That's New England's fault because Tom didn't have any touchdowns last week. Tom's like, hold up, I'm trying to win MVP. Let me go ahead and get all these touchdowns back, get my average back. Because that they, was le- they legitimately treated us like a homecoming game. Like that shit was ugly, quick. And he made sure AB got two at the crib. So he took he took care of everybody from Miami that game. My goodness gracious, it's it's been a shitty weekend of football. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cover it all right now, and then I'm going to hand it off. All right. So, the Mandarin game, it happened, whatever. It was a close game. Air white, limit hit. For life, we're going to be back. I'm not worried about it. One loss on the season, it is what it is. We still ranked in the top ten in the state. Still air white for life. The Alabama game. I don't want to say we got exposed, because, honestly, we got exposed a couple weeks ago with that run shit. I would like to say that one, Pete Golden will not Golding will not be there next year as a defense coordinator. Sorry, you won't be. Uh, two, I guarantee you, we will have the number one recruiting class coming up because I can see right now where we need help. And I get it, like we had a starting linebacker out, and we had the backup to the starting linebacker out. It's no excuse. We got our ass handed to it. But 
We fell to number five. Not a bad place to be at all. Um, looking at everybody that's in front of us, outside of Georgia, everybody that's in front of us can lose and possibly lose twice. Because the Big Ten, no disrespect to them whatsoever, it's, well, all disrespect to them. The Big Ten, <laughs> like, they're, they're a lot like the SEC in the point where, like, they'll eat their own. Like, it's just, you never know what you're going to get in a Big Ten schedule because God knows one of those teams can play Indiana and Indiana puts up 50. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get in the Big Ten. Um, so, George, George is going to win out. I don't I don't see anybody stopping Georgia in the regular season. I feel like we got a shot because I'm not afraid of Georgia's offense at all. Um, like, their run game is great, but I'm not afraid of JT Daniels dropping back and passing. I feel like Kirby's doing choked. Like, I, I feel like we're in a good spot. Uh, this isn't me just trying to patent, pat myself on the back to make myself feel better. I feel like we're in a decent spot. Like, five is a good number to be at. Georgia will win out. The best thing that can happen is Georgia win out. We play Georgia in SEC championship and somehow, some way, pull a rainbow and a pot of gold out of our ass and beat Georgia. And then literally both of us can get in. It's a long shot. It can happen, though. I mean, it, hell, it happened to Georgia. So why can't it happen to us? So I am here to take my medicine. We lost. Um, I'm still I'm still high on Bryce Young as a quarterback. Um, he does out of the last four quarterbacks we've had, he is four. Like it is what it is. B. Rob, like he played a great game. Like he got moving and everything. Um, our defense right now is just our run game is suspect. It didn't help that we lost our secondary captain on the first play. But whatever. It is what it is. I mean, we lost. Five is a good spot to be in. A couple Big Ten teams in front of us. I'm not worried about a school like Cincinnati going undefeated and jumping us. It's just it's not going to happen. Like, And this is probably the year for it to happen, but it's not going to happen. So go ahead. Man. <laughs> I mean, America... I, I really don't know. I feel like Chris knows where I'm going to go. I think he's anticipating the worst. But I think I said this. I don't know who I said this to. But it's no surprise to me what happened. Because if you've been listening to this show, I literally described exactly what happened in that game. That's the most college football I've gotten to watch all year. And I purposely said, I need to watch college football today so I can actually be valid in some of the things I'm saying. Chris, what did I say about Alabama after that Florida game? That's the only other game I've watched was the Florida-Alabama game. Do you remember the key points I made about why? I, I remember you saying we were suspect on the run. I remember you saying that. I do so, remember that because that middle of that field was terrible. This is what I said. These are the things I was telling you before the season started because they came to fruition in that game. Is Alabama from top to bottom still the best football team collectively of talent? Yes. By virtue of star rankings and 
rivals and recruit and Nike Spark camps and ESPN rankings, yes, Alabama will most likely lead that type of ranking when it comes to best college football teams along to go with the six national titles and savings one. But what did I tell you? There are certain things about certain Alabama teams that you have always seen over the years Saban has won. He's always had that guy. Yeah. And what I mean by that guy is he's had somebody so good at a position multiple years. That's why they never needed a great quarterback because they always had that one guy. Go look at every championship they've won in Nick Saban. Offensively, defensively, D-line, like they've always, secondary, they've had that one guy that transcends, and that guy is usually what we see on TV. There's a lot of those one guys that are making a lot of good money, and I can give Chris that credit and Nick Saban that credit because he's easily been able to get that guy to come there because all Nick Saban has know is like, well, I got one with these guys. Do you want to be in the next series of championship books? You know, it's like the fact that we're going to have a fifth Indiana Jones. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's Indiana Jones. We're all going to go see it. Yep. That's who That's who Alabama is to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, Mortal Kombat's come out with 27 games, and a lot of us went to go see the new Mortal Kombat. When something's just that great, it will stick in to Nick Saban's credit because I do enough bashing of him because it comes from the hater part of the show. Like, we're not going to be us. We're haters right. at time. Yeah. But Nick Saban has done nothing but win his entire collegiate coaching career. It didn't start at Alabama. It started at Michigan State when he was winning the Big Ten title when Michigan State wasn't relevant in the Big Ten picture. And then Nick Saban said, yeah, this is about as far as I can go. And then he went on down to Baton Rouge and won a title. So, you yep. know what? Let me go back in the NFL try that. No, not quite my cup of tea. Oh, Alabama came open thanks to Chris Turner and his crew of flunkies. I'll take that job. Game over. That's how that works. So shout out to Nick Saban for that and a slight bang bang Chris Turner because I had to take my shots while I came. But the point hold on, is, hold on, hold on. it's sad because you're a thousand percent right. That's the sad part about it. Like you are. My years in Alabama were the like. Essentially, like we were a combination of like unnecessary roughness, a combination of like Jameis Winston stealing seafood, a combination of like the USC years of just thinking we were rock stars. Like, mind and you, mixing, and mixing a little bit of Shane Falco and the replacements. Exactly, mind you. Yeah, we had the talent level of Shane Falco and the replacements. So, mind you. Oh no, y'all had more talent. Than that. Y'all had any given Sunday win the playoff game. When Willie Beeman stepped in and won that playoff game and came back, y'all, y'all talent level was was there. And now, mind you, no disrespect, you know, hey, to all your teammates, all the guys that played there, I have so much respect and admiration for you guys. So this is a shit talking show, so don't no. don't don't add me. All I, of this, <laughs> all of this time, and all of this Hollywood shit, and going to bars and clubs and getting things for free and everything else. We're going six and six, seven and five, and like squeaking by and getting in the bowl games with teams we have no business playing. And then somehow we end up winning like nine games. So we had Hollywood like expectation with East LA like <laughs> actuality. So, so we just we just gonna alienate everybody listening to this show. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. First of all, shout out East LA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, you're way too close to say that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Shout out East LA all day. So the point I'm making is this. When you don't have that guy, and what's crazy, this is what I saw, Chris. If you just concede this year, you got that guy on offense. Yeah. I saw him both in spurt. That Williams kid, he's the next one. He's the next one. So you got that guy. You know, like, I felt like when Amari was that guy, he had help. He had older guys around him, too, that had been there. When Julio was that guy, he had a young Amari. You know what I mean? And the Williams kid, 23? Yep. Yeah, he's going to be that deal. I can see how, like, he's explosive. Like, B-Rob... B Rob is solid. Like I, I like B. I think B Rob's gonna have. I think B Rob's gonna have a good career in the league. He's a solid back. He's very Damian Harris, but I feel like even Damian Harris had a little bit more than what he has. B Rob is, is the old school Alabama running back, like 30, 35 carries. Like he's that, and he doesn't have that type of old line in front of him where it, you can kind of warrant those carries. But you see how nasty, like, but you could even see it in college because Damian ran with that show, that chip yeah. because he I'm never got to, to. Exactly. I, I'm going to be the guy that's never going to get to 25, 30 carries that Mark got, that Jared got. Like, yep. I'm always going to be this guy because Najee's right here and Najee, like, they're both proving true where they're at. Yep. Like, Damian's been, when he's healthy and I hope he stays healthy, he's proving yeah. the Alabama running back bloodline is very true. So, there's a lot of things that you're able to, to continue to talk shit about, and you should. That's what I would do. I would look for as many consolation prizes as possible. Oh, I, I know am. that a Northwestern fan, it's what I do. Um, but the point is, it's very simply why I told you it's going to happen. I said, what were you going to do when you replaced arguably the greatest quarterback season in the history of college football? If Joe Burrow doesn't happen – Mac Jones's season is held to the standard yeah. of this is what you want to be. It was that good. Yeah. You lose two guys that are contributing to teams that haven't figured out that, you know what? Let's just get the ball in their hands. You saw it. You see it a time to time with Miami. You're starting to see it in Philly to where basically <laughs> Jalen body but him or Dallas Goddard at this point. Like they've made all their res- and Quez Watkins. Shout out to Quez Watkins, Un- you know, undrafted or late drafted guy. So shout out to him. Uh, but you're seeing Devontae's value. They won that game, and Devontae was a big part of why they won that game. Um, so that's that's your that's what's going on with you, Chris. When you lose a guy to target in that early, and the whole defense basically fell apart. Like we know who your best player on defense is. It's that guy. Couldn't yeah. tell you his name. I know his number, 13. He left. Game was over. Because, in my opinion, I think Isaiah Spiller is the best running back in college football. Arguably, yeah. All did, he got hurt. And uh, O'Chain, I can't say his name. O'Chain. he that one-two punch. They got, a chance. they got a chance if they can just – I don't know who they lose to. Because they had a they, – They lost twice. So they've lost to Arkansas, Whew. which is great, honestly, for us. Yeah. 
this is really good for you. Like just to be able to get back to that game, you should be fine because I don't, it's to the point we've talked about Bo Nix on this show and I don't want to get off Alabama too far because I don't want to get too far away because we got to do give me a minutes uh, with the first segment, but it's just the truth of that. You, You don't, you don't have enough next year with Bryce Love back, the Williams kid back. I know the other running back's last name is Williams. So the Williams-Williams tandem, Yeah, I think you're going to lose, they said, arguably one of the best tackle in the history of that program. Didn't show to me in that game. I don't know. No. No. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. When they're saying the best, when they're saying the best about I don't know how many seniors you got, Chris, but if you got a lot of juniors, you only got five seniors, next year's your year. And I told you that. You lost that much. What the hell do you think was going to happen? Like, at some point, it catches up with you. True. Unless you have that guy. And the guys you were mentioning who I think are solid players, I think Mechie's a solid player. Mechie's not Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. He's not the guy. Yeah, he's not the guy. Like, he he has to be a Robin to a Batman. Like, he's not Batman at all. And there's no disrespect. Like, hell, Robin went on to – have comic books of his own and become Nightwing and everything else, but he's Robin more so than Batman. Listen, then you have to follow in the footsteps of Julio Joneses and Amari Coopers, who have all proven I mean, these guys have multiple, multiple Pro Bowls, and they both have had hundred million dollar contracts. Yep. That's how I'm going to rate those receivers in Nick Saban's era. And you've had those guys come through and, and be that. Like, those are, the, those are the pillars and the standards. Like, these guys went very early in their drafts, you know. Yeah. These, these are single-digit lottery picks. So, and now you look at Devontae going 10, and you look at Jalen going 6. And I feel like I'm missing a couple other guys in between there, too, that you could probably help me with. But I mean, those are the names that stand out to me. You of know? course. Uh, of course. So the truth is this, Chris, if you can accept the fact that if you somehow get to the national championship game, it could be one of the greatest stories in the history of Alabama. Yeah. But further accept you're not going to win it because Kirby sees it and he knows it. And let me tell you something. You need to look at the way they played Auburn because that wasn't JT Daniels that played. That game put me to sleep. That's how boring that game was. I took a nap on Saturday before the Alabama game. Georgia was so in control of that game after that field goal where I was like, oh, this could be a game. And I was like, nope. Their backup quarterback is good enough to win the national championship. You're in trouble. It's not a thing. Let me me touch on Georgia for a second. Georgia is going to beat you in the SEC championship, period. Georgia's run game, I'll, I'll break it down. Georgia is the most complete team in college football right now. From top to bottom. And, and they have no stars. So their yeah. whole thing is they're a team. They're a team. They are a team. Like this is our best chance to win yeah. the national title in this school since here's 1980. The, here's Bro, the like only this. crack in that armor that I see. So JT Daniels is the backup. Yeah. Uh, I think JT is the US no, JT is the starter. Their backup's been playing and he fucking. Yeah, sorry, mom. Yeah. It's He's right. solid. It's, He's a different, and he's a different style from JT because he's that. Well, he, he move. JT Bennett is the well. He was the USC 
JC Daniel, my fault. JC Daniels was the USC commit. Like he was their guy. And then he decided, you know what? I'm gonna go down south and play. I don't believe in their offense passing. Now, mind you, the last two games, they've thrown the ball a, to- a total in the last two games, they've thrown the ball 24 times. They don't need to. Exactly. So that that's what scares the crap out of me. It should because you know need to pass the ball. Because who are they, Chris? Who are they? They're us 10 years ago. Bingo. That's who they are. That's exactly they're us 10 years ago. Just they're a fucking bully. And when a quarterback know. knows that they don't have listen, that's why those titles. When a quarterback knows that he doesn't have to win it. No. Beautiful, beautiful situation. So all I gotta do is if we're about third and seven, get get Don't us some, you know, hopefully coach knows my strengths with their coverages. And I can right. go through my reads. And JT Daniels is good enough. And this backup kid, who I need to learn his name. Step. So it's on Georgia. Georgia's gonna be in that title game, even if they slip up and lose ones. You know. Your your only hope. And I bet you never thought you'd say this in your life. God let Kentucky somehow win the East. Yeah. That's that's our that's legitimately our only shot. Because I'll take my chances versus the stoops any day of the week over oh, a smart. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect. But all, all disrespect. Like no disrespect, yeah, but it, you know, if you're talking about a basketball program that like the fact that like I give Stoops all the credit in the world that Kentucky has been as relevant as they've been yeah. and have won the games they've won. But that's a dude, that's a lens. Dude, I've been, I've been playing Florida, this. Florida can handle those lenses. Like I've been playing this crap out of my mind. I've been going straight inception and beautiful mind over here trying to figure out scenarios and everything because the worst thing that could happen for us by far, is if Florida hops up and beat Georgia. That's quite possibly the worst thing that can happen. Because if Florida beats Georgia in two weeks, Georgia runs through Kentucky here next weekend and they run out and then somehow, some way, we get into, a, we get into SEC championship versus Georgia. They got one loss. We got one loss. Now, only one of us is getting in. Regardless yeah. of who's ranked where, because Florida's Florida one loss or two losses, I don't know. Yeah, so you need Georgia to run the table to at least yep. be able to go. I told you so, James, and that'll be a that'll be a great podcast. We'll we'll run that one. I have no problem running that one the night of the SEC championship, so it can run on Sunday, so you can have your glory. I just don't think I. This is not no. the team, uh-uh. and that's okay. There's nothing wrong. With being great and not finishing it. And for, for, for once, Chris, as we're coming close to the window I want to get to, because America, you're going to see us in the same. We got, we, yeah, we got, it's going to be some good things for guys that haven't been doing a lot of content lately. Uh, but we got more things we got to talk about. But I will say this to you, and I will say this to everybody that watches this show or has been paying attention. Uh, there's a reason why we have this show, it's my window to be able to say certain things. This is not even given a minute. 
But yes, I might say some things to piss Chris off, but never disrespect my football knowledge. And that goes to anybody and everybody that ever thinks they might know a little bit more than me. You probably do at times with certain things. But if you give me a chance to look at your team and you talk the shit that Chris Turner talks, you should notice that there was no shit talked all through this show about Alabama <laughs> last year. Didn't say a word. Good. I think I said a couple, I think I said a couple prayers and I was like, nah, <laughs> I knew all that LSU things. I, you know, we didn't even start the show during the LSU season. That's what made it worse. I was doing all that was all like gas of a reality. I didn't even get to talk about America. So all he did was eat that all spring and summer. And when day one of the season hit, he said, I'm going to. And when I tell you I have had Alabama videos <sighs> hit my Instagram just for me, not even to the public. It's all for me. They hit my Instagram daily yep. until that Florida game. Then all of a sudden, they kind of shut down a little bit. No, <laughs> and now that this loss has happened, I think it's time for give me a minute, man. So I, I, I'm ready to get to that. Like I, my point's been made. I'm good. So now we're to the all-time Emmy, Tony, Grammy, MTV, BET award-winning segment of the show. Give me a minute. Would you like to go first or would you like to go second? I'm going to go first um, because you deserve to go last and, and, and have a little bit more, and I'm going to try to keep this short. So America, as I drink out of my chic work work. <laughs> Gotta always shout out the creators. America. <sighs> Give me a minute. America. I am the prime case in how you should properly talk shit when it comes to your sports. If you study me and you really understand exactly how to really say and maneuver through this stuff, you can get through some very painful times in your sport. <laughs> I'm going to keep this right on tap for what we've been talking If you have noticed, there has not been one mention out of my mouth of the Big Ten Conference, and more importantly, my favorite team, Northwestern University. For two reasons. One, there's certain teams that are in the running right now for the Big Ten where I don't want to get excited about it because I would rather root for somebody I can get. So I'm not going to give away all that, America, until we get closer and we see what kind of somebody settles up. But number two is very simply this. You can ask... Chris Turner this, and you can ask our esteemed uh, guest colleague with the most appearances, I believe, guest yeah. appearances in, in the history of our show over the last year and a half, Mike Bates more than this. I knew for a fact Northwestern was going to be trash. And you know what? When you send two guys to the NFL in the first round, which has never happened in the history of your school, and you take the 11th pick overall basically from quarter to quarter you make him look exactly the way he looks right now when he plays for my team which makes it even worse 
you kind of know, like, eh, it, it may be a rough one. I'm going to just, you know, as, as LeVar Ball inappropriately said in times that we're in, tell somebody to stay in their lane. That was not the right time to do that. They might need to revisit that. But I'm going to take LeVar's Ball's advice, and that's what I've done this year. I have stayed right in my lane. I am completely a researcher and an analyst, and I'm here to be a shoulder for my esteemed, most perfect partner in crime for this podcast. I got a shoulder for him to cry on, and it's going to be here for him because it's coming. And I know what it feels like to be so close to your dream. We were slightly better quarterback play away from winning the Big Ten championship. That's all I wanted. Just one Rose Bowl in my elderly years. Not Rose Bowls when I'm in middle school and I can't appreciate them shits. Just one. When I'm 30-something, like when the Cubs won the World Series. I can appreciate that because I was old enough to be like, yeah, that happened. So it doesn't even matter anymore. Like the Bulls actually having a playoff team, which will be a show later on. Oh, yeah, they look good. They look good. But in conclusion, America, if you want to dump on Northwestern and waste your time on talking trash about Northwestern, which my colleagues have been smart enough to know, like, yeah, we know Walt. Walt has not said a word because Walt has been seeing the scores. <laughs> Northwestern, this is to you. Here's the next year and being a little bit more competitive in the Big Ten West. Gross. America, that's my minute. Appreciate that, sir. That was eloquently put. Eloquently put. I just want to. I just want to go ahead and get the get the get the elephant out the room, and not even elephant because your mascot's an elephant. So, America, give me a minute. Oh boy. Um, I was going to go a different route with this because I was expecting the worst from Walt. So what I have for my give me a minute, I had two. I had two. So <laughs> out of respect for my counterpart, I'm going to leave the first one alone because right now I'm choosing peace instead of violence right now. As am I. I'm choosing A. So, Tony Stark, I just want peace, baby. <laughs> peace, hey, peace on yeah. the whole front, baby. That's it. Yeah. So because I love my counterpart, I, I'm going I'm to go to my second so, like I said, it was a shitty weekend of football for me. My high school left. My high school lost to Mandarin. I'm still a lemon head for life, baby. It's, it's still laying white all day. Um, Alabama lost to Dolphins. Lost. To speak on the Alabama game, I believe Nick Saban had the best quote I've ever heard when it comes to being great at football. When you play against Alabama, and you win, people rush the field, goalposts get torn down, toilet paper gets thrown on trees, there's property destruction, nobody sleeps the entire weekend, the bars are packed, like it runs over and over on ESPN, it's the trending topic, and it's the greatest thing that happened pretty much for your school that for God knows how long. When Alabama beats you, it's just Saturday. So, AM, enjoy the win. You earned it. Enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the party and the festivities. And they talk to the kicker's mom and 
They keep showing pics of her jumping over the fence when he kicked the field. Enjoy that. Did that really happen? Yeah. They had the mom. As soon as, like, his mom was, like, right there, like, in the student section or whatever with the family. And as soon as that kick went up and she saw it was in, like, she already had a leg over coming down to rush the field. She deserves that. How many times does the mom, the kicker of oh, the, the mom's kicker. kicker? Yeah, the mom of the kicker gets to come on, Chris. You, can't, like, you can't you can't shade. You're like, this is a shade. No, no a enjoy, enjoy it. God, enjoy, it's the biggest thing that's happened in Texas AM since Monday Manzel did it nine years ago. And I knew it was a bad sign in that game because they kept flashing to Johnny. And he was Menzel. there. And they didn't mention. Hey, and you notice how they didn't mention him in the broadcast? They just show him. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't say anything about it." But <laughs> he told the truth. He told the truth about that thirty thousand dollars he was getting. Man, I don't say nothing on CBS. He lied. <laughs> so, okay, I'm sorry. It was, a, my bad. it was a bad time when they kept showing money, like and they kept showing that damn game. Anyway, listen, enjoy. I'm sure they're still partying right now, and like I even said this during. I said this as soon as that kick went up. This kicker's going to get so much ass this weekend, it's going to be ridiculous. Enjoy it, though. Like, enjoy not going to class, being a big deal, and just enjoy it. But just know, you can ask Ed Ogeron. We ain't going to forget this shit. You can believe that. Ed Ogeron, hey, you talk, we're going to beat them in the recruiting, and we're going to whoop their ass, and this, that, and the third. Listen, an elephant never forgets. Like, we learned that as kids in nursery rhymes, all right? We will not forget this bullshit. That was America, good. I to get it to you. That's been my minute. Yeah, that's a good sign-off line, man. That was good. Well, I'm going to go ahead and speed us through this. So, as always, uh, America, it's been real. I'm proud of my of my guy, He's taking it on the chin. He's taking it very well. We've all also taken it easy on him because we know what he's capable of. He's crazy. But with that being said, you know what I'm saying? You know who that is. That's Sharon's favorite son right there. Fact. That is that is Chris Fact. Turner, a.k.a. CT, a.k.a. Dr. Outlaw, a.k.a. the best member of the NWO outside of Hulk Hogan, a.k.a. 99 in your program, 13 in your heart. Come on. And it's your boy, you know, James Walton, a.k.a. Wayne's Tudor, a.k.a. Wayne's J, a.k.a. Wayne's F Baby, a.k.a. Mr. Saturday Night, a.k.a. Big Game James, a.k.a. You Got Way Too Many Nicknames, a.k.a. <laughs> my wife has not divorced me yet. That's a win. That's a win. And for the first time, because I need to do this because my guy's – you know, he's still, he's not going to be good till next week. Chris Turner, I got one thing to ask you. And what question, my dear, dear friend, what question is that? What's good, America? <laughs> All right, let me start.